Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, inspiring the world to raise the bar. And Angels Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Angels Envy bends the rules. It's a little different from all the other bourbons out there because Angels Envy is the pioneer of secondary finishing in bourbon. Angels Envy is finished in port barrels, which adds a layer of complexity to the whiskey and gives it a unique and approachable flavor. Plus, Angels Envy is one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. And whether it's for someone special or to bring to a housewarming party, Angels Envy makes the perfect gift. These angels are so, they have so much envy with its unique bottle design. Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angels Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Los Angeles. Welcome to Love It or Leave It Live or Else. And a big shout out to the 51.4% of Georgians who wanted a senator who forms more complete sentences than complete fetuses. <laughs> I'm trying to think of that math works. We've got a great show for you tonight. Danielle Perez and Curtis Cook will decide which extramarital affairs are cool and which aren't. A goblin is here with some words for the Oxford English Dictionary. Jennifer Tilly goes toe to toe. With an audience member for Was I In This? This time with gambling. Sam Sanders and Zach Stafford play Hurdle with prestige drama theme songs as we try not to get sued by HBO and the rant wheel because the weather is getting cold and so are our hearts. But first, let's get into it. What a week. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been released from Russian detention after the Biden administration negotiated a prisoner swap involving arms dealer Victor Boot also known as the Merchant of Death. Obviously, congratulations are in order. So welcome home, Russian arms dealer, Victor the Merchant of Death Boot. Hope you get to eat at your favorite restaurant. <laughs> it sounds bad, but these independent death merchants are all getting wiped out by Amazon anyway, so it's fine. It is a relief that Griner will be allowed to return to a country that doesn't incarcerate people for nonviolent drug offenses. Hundreds of New York Times employees began a 24-hour walkout on Thursday following months of frustration over contract negotiations. This is our time to shine, said the New York Post. Who here knows what a Merrick Garland is? <laughs> Two of the Times' top White House reporters, Peter Baker and Michael Shear, however, reportedly opted to not participate in the walkout. In fairness, could America survive a day without stories like, for Trump's acolytes, the truth itself is on trial, or as the debt ceiling approaches, will partisan rancor reign supreme? Senator Raphael Warnock defeated Herschel Walker in a runoff election to hold his seat and increase the Senate majority to 51-49. When reached for comment, Herschel Walker said he looks forward to spending more time trying to prevent himself from having a family. <laughs> and while we all celebrate, as of today, with over 3.5 million votes cast, Warnock was about 100,000 votes, a little under 3% ahead. That means 1.7 million people voted for Herschel Walker. That's the majority of most counties in Georgia. I don't have a joke here. I just think everybody, we should just keep our wits about us. <laughs> Since there's no longer a 50-50 split in the Senate, Vice President Kamala Harris will likely be needed less frequently as a tiebreaker. This means she has more time for her other main job, checking the mailbox. <laughs> in other great news, the Trump Organization was convicted of all 17 counts of tax fraud, which includes charge of conspiracy and falsifying business records. Responding in a statement, Trump referred to the convictions as a Manhattan witch hunt. 
A Manhattan witch hunt, you say? It was finally time to ask the question. While these prosecutors were hunting for witches, why was no one hunting for me? Trump also truthed a real humdinger over the weekend, saying, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner, or do you have new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Here's the thing. We all have a friend who's gotten two online, and Trump just needs, like, a childhood friend. You know, even though they don't talk, they, have, they still have that ease you know, that you never lose, that you can pick up right away, even if it's been years, to say, like, hey, bud, I saw some of the posts. You doing okay? Oh, your whole life is based on transactional relationships, including your marriage? You're extremely lonely, even though you don't have the emotional acuity or openness to consider a word like that? <laughs> Trump's unhinged post came after the release of internal Twitter emails showing how employees debated how to handle a 2020 New York Post story about Hunter Biden and his laptop, specifically Hunter Biden's leaked nudes. Now, most people would need more than one mental step between Twitter-deleted pictures of Hunter Biden's dick and the Constitution must be abolished. But that's what makes Trump a once-in-a-generation talent. During oral arguments on Monday, conservatives on the Supreme Court seemed sympathetic to a Colorado web designer arguing that she had a First Amendment right to refuse to work on wedding websites for same-sex couples. At one point, Justice Samuel Alito asked this. If... There's a, a black Santa at the other end of the mall, and he doesn't want uh, to have his picture taken with a, a child who's dressed up in a Ku Klux Klan uh, outfit. <laughs> the lawyer representing Colorado said no, as a child KKK member is not protected under the state's anti-discrimination law. <laughs> not yet, anyway. And that's why we do the work. <laughs> In another hypothetical, Alito referenced the dating site JDate, describing it as a dating service, I gather, for Jewish people. After Justice Elena Kagan jumped in to confirm he was correct, Alito said this. Next, a Jewish person asks a Jewish photographer to take a photograph for his AshleyMadison.com <laughs> dating profile. I'm not suggesting that. I mean, she knows a lot of things. I'm not suggesting that. To which Kagan replied, and perhaps my colleague, Justice Alito, is familiar with this website, AntiAbortionSexualFantasies.com. What do you need from me? <laughs> that was fucking gold. <laughs> Dozens of people were arrested by police in Germany under suspicion of an attempted coup. Among those arrested were a former judge, a paratrooper, and Prince Heinrich XIII, who maintains his title even though Germany abolished the monarchy over 100 years ago. Prince Heinrich is a leader of the far-right QAnon aligned group called Reichsburger, who believes that the German government has been illegitimate since the end of World War II. The group's ranks have ballooned since the onset of the pandemic as the QAnon conspiracy spread throughout Germany, leading the group to be renamed Double Reichsburger. The point is, we've been dealing with neo-Nazi freaks over here for years. It's about time Germany had to deal with QAnon freaks over there. That feels like a fair cultural exchange. <laughs> After a week of public backlash, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors has unanimously voted to pull back on their policy that would authorize the police's use of robots with deadly force. A spokesperson for the board explained, this decision came once we saw the outcry of the people of San Francisco and has nothing to do with the dozens of time-traveling androids that keep showing up around the city looking for John Connor. <laughs> 
Speaking of San Francisco, officials are investigating Twitter HQ for possible code violations after photos surfaced showing beds that were added after Elon Musk's takeover. Although, you know, at least Elon is technically letting people work from home again. Because <laughs> they have to live at work now. Because <laughs> he's making Twitter better. <laughs> Now, before you take these beds as evidence that Musk is overworking his remaining staff, you can relax. Not everything is an evil scheme. Like, he might just put the beds there in case any of his employees need help conceiving. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, a federal investigation was launched into Neuralink after sources say the company has killed 1,500 animals thanks to Elon Musk pushing for faster progress before they were ready. Of course, their head of animal research, Dr. Oz, disagrees. (laughs) A woman was kicked off of a New Jersey-bound Spirit Airlines flight in New Orleans after asking a Latino family next to her if they were smuggling cocaine. It then took seven deputies to get her off the plane and restrained as she started to attack and bite and kick the officers, injuring six of them. She then screamed they were all going to lose their jobs and get arrested since she is former Governor Chris Christie's niece. She was subsequently handcuffed to a wheelchair. You can take Chris Christie's niece off of Spirit Airlines, but you can't take the Spirit Airlines out of Chris Christie's niece. She reportedly shouted, do you know who I am? Which is easily the funniest thing a person can say while flying Spirit Airlines. A spokesperson for Meta, formerly Facebook, said the company might stop serving its users news stories if Congress passes a law that makes it easier for news organizations to negotiate for fair compensation with the company. Personally, I shudder to imagine a world in which Facebook users have a distorted understanding of world events. The Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie have announced a co-headlining tour in 2023 to celebrate the 20th anniversary of their respective 2003 records. So congratulations to everyone that is exactly my age and demographic. (laughs) I thought, I was like, ooh, aw. ABC has pulled Good Morning America co-hosts Amy Roback and TJ Holmes after the Daily Mail reported that the anchors, both of whom are married, were having an affair. More horrifying was apparently while they were having sex, TJ Holmes said, this just in, me. (laughs) And finally, TikTok celebrity Noodle the Pug, a.k.a. the No Bones Dog, died on Friday at the age of 14. Now, he will have only bones. When we come back, the dulcet tones of Prestige TV. And we're back. I think we can all agree the vibes in America are mixed at best. And right before Christmas, no less. Santa didn't die on the cross for this. What? Here to... I don't know how Santa... That doesn't make any... I don't know what the custom is. Look at my sweatshirt. It says gay juice on it. Here to offer their thoughts on how to possibly course correct on the 2022 Vibe before it's too late. Welcome to the Sage. It's two of the hosts of the awesome Vibe Check podcast, Sam Sanders and Zach Stafford. Hi, how are you? Thanks for being here. Hi, y'all. Sam, good to see you. Now, you recall, John, the last time I was here on the show was a big global event that night. There was. We were doing this show right before the new Beyonce album came out. You remember oh. that? Here's the thing about doing this show. I've done it so many times that once it's over, it's fucking gone. Okay, okay. You know, it's like when you well, took an I AP remember. test, yes. and then that's it. Like, you don't yeah. know anything that happened in Europe. It goes like plague, reformation, maybe, then, <laughs> then Napoleon, yeah, then Merkel. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to say 
Since the last time I saw you, me and probably Zach have been playing the Beyonce album every day. Yeah. Every day. Every fucking every day. day. Every day. And we're yeah. hoping that tonight is kind of our summoning of her visual album because of this kind of trend yes. in Sam's life. Beyonce, are you listening? Give us the videos. Release us. Right. Do you think Beyonce knows about podcasts? No. <laughs> right? That's for mere mortals. Right, like for the commute? Come yeah, on. No, <laughs> she's not doing that. I think she does because I think she, I heard she has like a secret Twitter where she like is not her, she doesn't have a lot of followers and she kind of like sleuths around. And I think she just is like, Blue Ivy, speak. <laughs> and then she tells jokes for 45 minutes and that's the I podcast. Think that's funny. Blue right? Ivy has more Grammys than all of us in this room. So like, <laughs> sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anywho. Beyonce's done now. Go ahead. She's done? We're done talking about her. Now. Okay. Yeah. For now. For right now. For now. Yeah. You're doing It's okay. okay. You didn't say she was done. No one's heard it. Could you imagine if you actually said that? Like your career. I didn't just... say that. No. So, I didn't say so that. So, Zach, what do you. So, do you agree with Sam that okay. Beyonce okay. is. Okay. And okay. I quote, done. This is like Project <laughs> Veritas right now. You know what? Uh, do not edit this tape in post. Uh, all right. All right. Oh, we've had enough fun. <laughs> Wait, so what are you watching right now? What are you watching? White what Lotus. are you streaming? The White, White Lotus. Lotus. The White Lotus. The uh, White Lotus. Too. And I'm working out to the White Lotus theme song. I went to a soul cycle the other week. First mistake. And the first song <laughs> they played was the White Lotus 2 season theme song. Exactly. In the class. I walked That's into great. a CrossFit gym yesterday. I do CrossFit. And they were also playing it. So it's Why? fine. Because it's great. Aren't you worried about your back? With what? all the jerking and the and the and I, are you talking about gay sex or I'm CrossFit talking about right I was only talking about <laughs> CrossFit. I feel like they're always like get up there however you want. Oh yeah, you must and have been every other place yes. where you learn fitness. They have like your form is important. Careful with yes. your back. At CrossFit, they're like if you can get from the floor to the ceiling, you win. It's, you're safe. Yes, it's by any means necessary. Any means necessary. Yes. That seems wrong. Yes, to me. which is kind of like being gay and trying to like love yourself is like by any means necessary. You'll like <laughs> break things, so do dark. things just to do. <laughs> I just you do started slow, with Beyonce. I do slow I'm starting yoga. with self hatred. I do slow yoga. That's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> I like White Lotus. Uh, okay, here's my theory about White Lotus. Okay, and now, no... this is coming out. This is coming out Saturday morning. The finale is the day after the day this after. comes out. So put it out there. I don't know who the hell did it or did I'm what. Bad at guessing who done it, but I just want Aubrey Plaza's character to get to kill somebody. Yes. Yes. Can we agree? She has this crazy behind the eyes that deserves to egot. Just it's the wild. crazy. Just the crazy egot. Egot. Okay, yeah. I agree with that. It's great. Who do you think did it? Or want to have did it? Oh, I we think don't even know what they did. Kill somebody. somebody. I think everyone... Does, do people want to talk about this? Do you care right now? Yes. Y'all care. I think Jennifer Coolidge is going to die. No. Yes. get. A, I think... And y'all were dragging me yes. for saying things about Beyonce. This is about a fictional oh, thing. Beyonce is a real living person. Jennifer Beyonce Coolidge is White Lotus season three. <sighs> Hear me out. She I just think, kills all of us. I think the gays are trying to kill Jennifer Coolidge. Well, wait, wait, wait. Was there a backlash? We like her. No, that's why we love her. And I think Mike White is messing with us right now. Um, yeah. So my TikTok is the QAnon for White Lotus now. It Same. is just somebody like, if you pause this still from season one, you'll see the letter J in the background. That's for Jennifer. She's going to fucking die. <laughs> then it's like, here's Aubrey Plaza looking at a bird. Here's a picture of a bird behind this character. He's going to die. It's like Taylor Swift level fandom <laughs> around it. Yeah. And again, as a gayler who does believe... Every conspiracy I've seen, including a new one about Carly Kloss's eye being superimposed on the art for Reformation, Cui Bono, follow the money. Wow. I'm here with you. What about the necklace? I heard there's like a necklace thing in Carly Kloss. Yes. In Taylor? There Thank is. You. 
That's the most important thing. Thank you. <laughs> it's from Cartier. That's all I remember. Do we think Twitter's going to make it? No. No. I'm so tired of it. Yeah. God, I'm so And I'm, I'm still ready. on there. End it. It'll be good for Elon, a lot of brains for it to go away. It down. Maybe that was his plan. Yeah. What's the, like, seven stages of grief? Like, I went through them. I'm on stage well, was, eight. Yeah, I'm, like, God, over damn. it. Done. It's Let me just, go. like... Yeah, we don't need to go there. It's bad. I it do hate that, you know, when Trump was no longer president, I got that, like, breath of fresh air. I felt better. I was like, I don't have to deal with it. And then he was gone from Twitter. And then Elon has emerged and become, like, Trump He's on new steroids. Trump. He's new Trump with and more money, like, which is more dangerous. Yeah, I'm over yeah. it. And I also, now when I see Teslas, I'm sorry if you drive a Tesla, I get so pissed off. I'm like, so, I cut off Teslas. Oh. I cut off Teslas. Yeah. I do that now. For justice. <laughs> For justice. Sam's out here in his German car cutting off Teslas. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, this is your show. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I like my Tesla. And <laughs> that was you like off coming over he here. Didn't buy, he wasn't Twitter's main character when I thought it'd be nice to have an electric fucking car. Oh, He's been the bad wow. man for a little bit. And as much as I do think, obviously, the jury is out on Elon Musk... Is the jury out? That's my view. The jury is out. On I, the look, devil. I think we all look. I think we can all agree that Elon Musk is pretty controversial. Okay, New York Times. My Tesla. That's a New York Times headline. Yeah, great point, Sam. We hear it, love it or leave it. Are, are you? Are you never having us back ever. again? Oh, you can, but you can stay. Come back whenever. We're here, love it or leave it. Are universally obsessed with the second season of the aforementioned White Lotus, which ends on Sunday, and like all prestige dramas, makes us think and be horny. And there's no aspect of the second season of White Lotus we are more obsessed with than its iconic theme song. It's time to play around a round of hurdle with you guessed it, the most iconic prestige drama theme song. Is hurdle a, a wordle thing? It is a wordle thing. It's hurdle oh, with songs. Okay. That makes so prestige much sense. drama hurdle. So it. here's how it works. Okay. We're going to play a second of a These theme. These are all white prestige dramas. Yeah, it, it, I actually thought about that before. <laughs> yeah, and wait, I meant to this say feels like a sect against us. We are black. They, I know you are. And they, and they <laughs> are. And I did, honestly, like an hour before the show, be like, oh, they're all white dramas, fuck. But it was too late. We're in. Can We're we get in. a Tyler Perry drama up in there? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, said, we said prestige. We said prestige. You said prestige. Okay, so. It's true, though. Uh, it's true. It's but true. I do just for fun. Sam and I do love white dramas a lot. White chaos is great yeah, TV. Favorite. I love rich white people having their lives fall apart. It's my favorite. That's thing. why I'm on HBO all the time. And Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. your show. So here's how it works. We're gonna play a second of a song. You have to see if you can name it. We'll give you a second second. See if you can name it then. You have one final chance with a third second. Are you ready? Yes. Malcolm, take it away. White Lotus. The White Lotus. The which White Lotus. Which season? Season, season one. one. You got it. Who got it? I you, said the. Uh, I think Zach got it first. Jeopardy rules. Thank Jeopardy you. Zach rules. Got it first. Whole word. Point one point to Zach. All right. Okay. <laughs> what is white? Malcolm, Lotus? are you ready for this next one? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, concession. 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 Damn it. Yes, succession. All right. That was succession. All right. Next up. Oh, this sounds like Drake, but I don't know what that was. Not white. Half. Oh, right. Half. Half. Do two seconds. Come on. It's billions? I don't know. It's not billions. Sopranos. Yes. Oh, really? I felt Sopranos. I never watched the Sopranos. I never watched the Sopranos. 
I'll watch it over the probably that a break. Hot that's a good song. I didn't know that. Sopranos I, I is worth that, it. Sopranos is worth it. How many it. seasons? Look, it's too many. It, here's the thing: there, there is a villain of the year problem that creeps into the Sopranos, where it's like, oh no, it's cousin Vinny from jail. Uh oh, and then he's around for one season, and then his head gets run awesome. over by a fucking car. Okay. But it, like, other than that, it's awesome. Okay. There's a all few right. dream episodes where you're like, all right, let's quit jerking off and find out what happens in the real. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh huh. Next up, do five seconds. Sam Sanders, Jesus. Listen. We do two seconds. The Wire. Yes, he got it, he got it, he got it. Where does The Wire take place? Baltimore, motherfucker. And it has black people in it. It has black, it has black people, people in it. Actually, I've actually, I forgot. It has yeah. gay black people in it. Oh my God. I'm, I'm but now, they're in jail. I'm now remembering, I'm now remembering that I saw the list and I was like, we need to add The Wire. <laughs> and that was your first pick for black people. You brought drama. in well, prison the, incarceration. That's the one wow. I've seen. I'm just wow. saying, it's the one wow. I've seen. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'll just own it. That's what happened. It's a good show. It's a pretend. really good show. I'm telling you, I was honest. I was just telling you what <laughs> no, happened. listen, I support you, Tesla Next driver. Next white drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh, wait, was that Succession? No, we already no. did Succession. We already did Succession. That's Ooh, Sam's singing. He's... I don't know this fucking show. You do, though. You I suck. don't. Oh, your, brain, your brain knows you know more of the song. It's HBO. No. Shh. Let's give it a second second. It's no. never billions. Why do you go to billions? Mad Men. Yeah. Oh. Didn't watch that on? either. What channel was it on? AMC, motherfucker. Wow. In the golden age. In the golden age of AMC. They made prestige TV. People forget Have that. Have you seen John Hamm's photos? I, a gay just laughed. In the <laughs> I've seen the photos. That I've seen good. the photos. Yes. John Ham has ham, so there we go. He could drive a Tesla, and I'd be fine with it. Okay, here's the point I want to make vis-a-vis Tesla. Twitter is a land of symbols. It's people presenting and performing and demonstrating and representing, and Elon is doing that in a very obnoxious and terrible way. But in the real world, the fact that Tesla has helped speed up the move towards electric cars and was a transformative company that yes. really made a difference is more important than that the face of that company being a fucking prick. Let me it tell you the, something. The output something. of Tesla is more important than the output of Elon's tweets. Electric cars are not going to save the earth. Moving away from car culture will save the earth. I, but, yeah, okay. That's great. Of course. We're going to do all the things. Where are they getting I, them goddamn batteries from? I can't Still do the fuck, I can't do the, I can't do the batteries are bad too thing. Something has to be fucking good. <laughs> Something has to be good. We got to electrify more of the economy than we make the electricity come from things that aren't. We aren't need to let fuels. Americans make Americans get over themselves and ride the fucking bus and subway. Yeah. There's that on that. But that's another story. Do all the things. I'm gonna ride my fucking Tesla. It's got a big beautiful screen. Hey, listen. I support you. I support you. I support you. <laughs> Let's see the next one. No, not you. Come on. What are you getting mad about? I'm mad about everything. You and Alyssa Milano tell me I gotta give her my fucking Tesla. No, Alyssa. Is this, is this Nip Tuck? Nope. Do it again. Breaking Bad? Yes. Ow! Nice. I watched that whole fucking show. I did not. Oh, you know, no Breaking Bad for you? No, I haven't. I, no, I am better, the one who knocks. God better damn Call it. Saul? Have you stuck with it? Better Call Saul? So good. Um, better Call Somebody Else. I don't have time for all these shows. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I it just is don't great. have time for all the shows. I think you have time. I'm going to watch it. If you tell me to watch it, I'm going to watch it. Okay, I trust you, literally. All right, let's do the next one. No, no, don't stop cheating. Omni. What are you saying? I'm trying to see what I'm saying. Go ahead. They can't. They, can't, they don't read Louder, lips. They don't bigger. read lips. American Horror Story? 
No. Oh. No. Omni American Horror Story. Omni. This is the stupidest way to cheat. <laughs> no, it was smart because it worked. Do either of you know? Other no, I don't know. I don't know. Tell it's us. the Americans. It's the Americans. Oh. I appreciate you. Anyway, thank you. Next. Zach, come on, step it up. I am. I came out strong. Now I'm losing steam. Oh, Game of Thrones. No, it's not. Whoa. I it, don't. I'll say this. HBO. Okay. First season is perfect. Give me the name of one actor in it. Every actor will give. Uh, you can do that. Oliphant. Oliphant. Timothy Bill- Oliphant. Billions. It's not billions. <laughs> billions is on Showtime. Ian McShane. This is Pete Caucasity. What are the? What? It, also, I will say that that <laughs> what is, is this? that was another name they could have given the show. Uh, they curse a lot. Fargo. So, no, uh, go a little bit west. Come on. Does anyone here know? Deadwood. Deadwood. I got Deadwood. it. Deadwood. We got it. <laughs> this is embarrassing for us. You guys are Listen. doing really good. You guys are we're doing not. so good. We're uh, not. You're doing so good. We're not. I knew I was going to be bad at this when I realized this we were is doing so this, much like, fun. No. I've seen every episode of every one of these. When shows. we come back, we're doing this game, but only black '96. Great. Oh. Or R&B Martin, songs. Moesha, R&B songs. Living single. You know Fresh what? Prince I wel- no, not Fresh. Prince I welcome it. I welcome it. Let's okay. do two more. Oh, this is Game of Thrones. That's right. Okay. All right. Okay. You got that. Was easy. That was good. Okay. There are good. black people in there. <laughs> All right. Last one. Are dragons white or of color? <laughs> You've wondered before. I want to say of color. Right. Yeah. Because the Targaryens are black. Oh. Like Daenerys is black. Okay. That's a black name. Those are black people. Daenerys and them. Yes. And them. Yes. Sorry. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just sort of. I'm just sort of. And that's vibe check every Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sort of like thinking about what it means to say Daenerys is black. <laughs> just like like walking myself Process. through that. Yeah. Through While that we're at this moment of pause, I do uh-huh. want to toot our own horn for a second. We're not naming this paper of record today because their workers are on strike. Yes. But the Foo Fork Fimes named our show Vibe Check one of the top ten best podcasts of the year. So we're grateful. That's all. So just, a, just a little plug in the middle of the game. That was That's what nice. we came to do. <laughs> As you were. <laughs> I love you so much. This has been so good. All right, let's play last one. <laughs> let's do uh, two seconds. Billions. It's still not. <laughs> Have you watched Billions? No. See, that's what's so funny about that. I loved Billions one in two seasons. Okay. And then okay. Billions is great. It's just not Billions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do the full three seconds. Is it love it or love leave it? it? Yeah, oh. it is. It is. Hey. <laughs> I mean this with love. Zach, you won the game. Thank but you. you're, either you're both winners in my heart. Oh, I want to thank my teammates out in the crowd. You yeah. and you. Thank you so much. Every, thank, thank you, you so to much. Sam and Zach. They'll be back in a bit. Everybody, check out Vibe Check, which is according to the Blue Bork Bimes, <laughs> a top 10 Bob guest. <laughs> I don't know. When we come back, I chat with a robot. Okay. Oh. Thank you both. That was great. And we're back. This week, the internet learned that AI can write college essays, answer existential queries, and most importantly, take selfies and turn them into big-tittied space fairies that look kind of (laughs) enough like you that you can pretend you look like that. But I wasn't content with mere cultural domination, no. If the singularity is already happening, the least it can do is take one of our segments off of our hands. Producer Malcolm is at the ready, 
as we put the chat GPT to the test by asking it our most pressing questions in real time. Malcolm, can you ask the chatbot to make a, uh, a poem that rhymes, and we're doing this in real time, in the style of Shakespeare, but about how it feels weird to be pooping at work when someone else comes into the bathroom and can maybe see your feet? Let's see what it comes up with. Oh, oh my God. Here, scroll down. As I sit here on the throne, feeling quite alone, I hear a knock upon the door and my heart begins to roar. Is it the boss come to see why I've been gone for hours three? Or maybe it's a coworker who'll catch a glimpse of my barefoot with horror. Either way, I'm in a bind, for it's not seemly to be one of my kind to be caught in such a state, with pants around my ankles tearing at the gate. So I hold my breath and hope to be spared from the embarrassment that I have bared and pray that whoever it may be will leave me in peace so I can finish my business with glee. <gasps> That's pretty fucking good. Oh, we're so fucked. <laughs> when we come back, time for some goblin mode. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home. On top of the wide variety of houseplants available, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Mike Pence should have gotten one of those after Election Day. (laughs) (laughs) The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape designs, and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why Fast Growing Trees is perfect for me, because it makes it so easy. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LOVEIT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LOVEIT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LOVEIT. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Reclaim your time now that you can listen to four weekly ads-free episodes across Pod Save America and Pod Save the World. There's never been a better time to join Cricket's Friend of the Pod subscription community. The marketing people say that listening ads-free saves you up to two hours of ad listening each month. Imagine the possibilities. You know what you can do with two extra hours a week? You can listen, listen to, two, to more podcasts. Exactly. Ah, two more episodes. Yeah. That's two more episodes. Yeah. Get more stuff in your brain. Yeah. Get more stuff in that more brain. stuff and content in there like, yeah, uh, like you're a foie gras goose. Dog. Become a member today. Go to crooked.com slash friends now to learn more. And we're back. Well, folks, it's everyone's favorite time on the calendar of the day. We all wait and wish for that magical moment 
when the publisher behind the Oxford English Dictionary announces its word of the year. For 2022, that word is actually a phrase, and somehow that phrase is goblin mode. We have an exciting guest here to discuss the Oxford English Dictionary selection. Please welcome to the stage an actual goblin. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, we will not. Uh, but you'll get used to them. And, uh, you know, we hope. And, uh, but thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name right. Is it Glurp? Yes. I am Glurp. Can Glurp speak into the microphone? Where is it? <laughs> Hi, Glurp. Are you Glurp? Yes, I am Glurp. What a beautiful name. Thanks for being here, Glurp. I think you should have more mud backstage. Mud? Yeah, I can get you a good deal. I have a mud guy. What would the mud be for? To lie down in. Of course. We can definitely ask the theater about that. So, Glurp, how did you feel when you heard that the Oxford word of the year was goblin mode? You must have been pretty psyched. Well, John, I squeezed my pet toad Sandra so hard she exploded! Because you were so psyched, surely. Glurp was enraged. Oh, no. Glurp was enraged. Why? The dictionary perverts must leave Glurp out of their sick little words, circle jerks. Goblin mode is not a word. Why do you keep saying it? What does it mean? Who's going to clean up all the toad guts? I don't think goblin mode really has a hard definition. It's more of a vibe, you know, goblin mode. A goblin is not a vibe, John. A goblin is a three-dimensional cave creature who with thoughts and has feelings and webbed fingers and eyeballs that glow in the dark. Okay, goblin is flesh and blood and also a third thing that's basically flubber. Our organs are mostly flubber. Look, I, I hear you, Glurp, and I'm sorry to hear that about your toad. That's okay. I have like a jillion of them. But you know what people mean, right? Maybe it's not the most PC term in the goblin community, as I'm just now learning, but you know what people mean when they say they're going goblin mode. Glurp doesn't know. John, Glurp has many modes, okay? It's the mode where I write poetry about the swamp. The mode where I sew intricate quilts made of the fallen leaves. The mode where I scurry around, hunched over, eating live bats whole while cackling under the moonlight. Yeah, it's that last one. Come on, it's obvious. That's what we mean by that's the last, the last one, the, 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 the scurrying and the eating. Yes. Or the mode where I volunteer at my local veteran resource center. That's goblin mode. It's just a simplification, Glurp. We all know goblins do more than one thing. You also do volunteer work, I guess. You ask people riddles before they're allowed to cross a bridge. No, that's trolls, John. Fuck, I knew that. That's my trolls bad. Trolls and goblins are not interchangeable. And yet you insist on lumping us together. This is why Democrats are losing elections. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? Creepy little humanoids are not a monolith. For sure. Well, listen, I'm sorry that you feel so disrespected. I don't think that that was what the Oxford English Dictionary's intention was. It certainly wasn't my intention. Well, how am I supposed to feel? Okay. It's a kick in the teeth, right? My sharp, tiny, razored spikes are just scattered in my mouth at random. And the point is, <laughs> my culture is not a costume. How would you feel if people started talking about you going love it mode? I'm not sure that goblin mode and love it mode are all that dissimilar, <laughs> to be honest. There's a reason you'd like to feel that way, John. Goblin culture is at the source of all culture. Everything cool trickles down from goblins to black women, then the gays, then TikTok teens, then like 10 years later, everyone else's. You're all parasites on the slimy back of goblins. Surely not. Not everything cool. You question glamp? What about tiny sunglasses? Goblins. The White Lotus theme song. Goblin appropriation. Wow, you really are opening my eyes here, Glurp. 
your horrible eyes that barely bug out of your face at all. Look, listen. All right. We're almost out of time. But is there anything else you want to say to these people who maybe haven't ever met a goblin before? The, the floor is yours, Glurm. Glurm will say this. You all spent a couple years in your homes. At first you wanted out and now you've grown to love it. Give in to it, humans. Skip the holiday drinks at your partner's colleague's apartment. Flake on the birthday dinner at the new Italian place. You know, the one with those spicy sweet pizzas that has honey on it. You know what you want, what you need to eat baking ingredients like snacks while shopping for new doormats that have funny phrases on them. But don't feel too live, laugh, love. You want to go goblin mode, you say. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps you were goblins all along and now you can never go back. Vote DeSantis! Glurb. <laughs> Glurb, the multifaceted goblin, everybody. Follow me on Insta, at Glurb. When I hit 10K, I'll post ass, all three cheeks. <laughs> everybody, thank you so much to Danielle. She wrote in the new Pitch Perfect series, Bumper in Berlin, on Peacock. When we come back, Jennifer Tilly. And we're back. Please welcome to the stage an icon, a legend, one of the best Jennifers to ever do it. Jennifer Tilly, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What a fabulous audience you have. Very well dressed. Yes. Yes. So I understand today I'm here for a segment called Was I in This? Is that correct, John? Yes. Okay, good. Was I in this? That is the question. Yes, Don, I see you have some cards. Read what's on the card. I just thought I'd help him out. He's been talking all evening long. I know what the segment is called, and so I thought I would just sort of move it along. Um, it's lovely to meet you. Thank you for being here. I'll just, re- I'll do, I'll just do what you said. It's a very, 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 very long drive, yes. Mm. Am I still in the United States? I'm not sure. I drove for about an hour and a half to get here. But no, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm here in the ring of lights, the warm, happy smiles of the audience, free booze, all the things I like. Yes, go on, John. I hear this segment is only 10 minutes long. You better get going. Most people know you for your incredible turns in movies like Liar, Liar, and Child's Play. What people might not know Mm. is you're an incredible poker player. Yes. Yes, I am. In fact, I'm going to be inducted into the Women's Poker Hall of Fame December 14th. So I was thinking about that, and it's like, Mm -hmm. why don't more great actors do poker? poker? Because there's no money in it. When I do Chucky, at the end of the day, I collect a massive paycheck. When I'm playing poker, 32 hours later, I've lost my house. So I like being a poker player, but it's not a really good career choice. If anybody out there is thinking of becoming a professional poker player, I advise you against it. Unless you have unlimited funds. And you're very clever, or you can cheat. Sometimes people just have like little sort of signaling devices, and then they can make a lot of money without actually knowing anything about poker. What do you think? You heard that chess scandal about the chess player that yes, had, uh, he had anal beads up well, his so, anus. Allegedly, yes, allegedly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where they go. Yeah, but, well, that's um, making chess fun, isn't it? That is yes. making chess fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you ever considered any kind of um, cheating no, devices? No, nothing goes up there. Nothing. No. <laughs> I meant more generally. Yes. But okay. <laughs> 
Are pe- people really cheat? They have little signals and things like that? Oh, yes. Where there's money, there's cheaters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not wow. me, though. No. no. You've made some I money. I won a gold bracelet in the World Series of Poker. Yes, I made over a million dollars in poker earnings. But you know, the poker world is very bitter. So when they hear you have over a million dollars in poker earnings, they all go, oh, yeah, but how much did she lose? So, um, Well, how much did you lose? Well, that is the million-dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> Are you up? Are you up? I'm just going to say I'm making Chucky now, so, you know. Uh, yes. This, has been, this is fun. I had to bring my drink on the stage because I noticed you didn't have a drink for me out here. I was looking at the little screen backstage, and I was like, I don't see a drink out there. When I do other talk shows, they have a little coffee cup, and in the coffee cup is like, you know, a fifth of vodka or something exciting like that. I was like, I don't see a coffee cup out there, so I brought my own glass from backstage. That's the old can-do spirit. This is the second segment in a row where I've completely lost control. All right, so Jennifer, you've had so many projects over the years. Uh, There's no way anyone could know them all. No. And we'd like to drop... From your poker playing prowess to challenge an audience member to a game that we're calling, how much do you bet Jennifer Tilly was in this? Fantastic. What a good game. (laughs) 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 Who thought of this? Your highly paid staff? (laughs) (laughs) Here's how it's going to work. Okay. We are going to bring somebody up here to play. uh, And Jennifer's going to tell you a movie that she's going to say she was in. She was in it. I am? Okay. And then right. we're going to tell, we're, I'm going to tell, I'm remembering how it works. All right. We yes. Thank back God. <laughs> I, Someone's got to steer this ship. <laughs> Here's how it works. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask how much you want to bet that Jennifer Tilly is in a particular movie or TV show. Okay. You're going to bet against Jennifer Tilly, mm-hmm. who is bluffing or is she? Is she? Would anyone out there like to play the game? Well, a hand went up right there with confidence, with gusto, mm-hmm. who seemed excited. Yeah. I think we should, I think that person, please stand. What's your name? Isabella. Isabella, come on up. Come on up, Isabella. Sit right here. Isabella, Jennifer, okay, just, do you, do you know each other? No, no, but we like each other. We're I've, from the same sex. We recognize similar bodily characteristics. Okay. Okay. Hi, Isabella. Hi. Uh, are you familiar with the oeuvre of Jennifer Tilly? I think so. Think so? Okay, well, let's see how well you know it. So here's how it works. Mm-hmm. You, the contestant, will start with 100 Love It Bucks, which are chips. Depending on how much mm-hmm. you win, you will receive the most highly coveted crooked merch that we could grab from the office closet before this event. Okay. All right. So, Isabella. Yes. And now I'm going to say a movie, and you're going to decide how much you bet. And Jennifer's going to try to convince you that she was in it. Or maybe not. Okay. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Isabella, how much do you bet that Jennifer Tilly had a small memorable role in 2001's Joe Dirt? I would bet how much do I get to bet? You can bet as much as you want. It's a hundred love it box there. I bet all of them. Well, you can't. That's the. (laughs) I'm not not good at poker. Uh, Just imagine that this is a game that's going to last several fucking questions. Okay, okay. And say bet 10 love it box. Okay, I bet, I'll bet two. Ten. 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 Ten love it bucks. And then th- this is worth ten. We're going to put that forward. Okay. We okay. work. You have to understand the conversations we had to figure out the rules of this fucking game. Wait, so now, Jennifer, try to convince Isabel that you were in it. You were well, in it, right? Well, no, is she going to bet some more after I, I say my, my piece? Well, that's up to Isabella. Okay, well, you know David Spade. I see him at all the parties. I do Family Guy. He's always at the parties because, you know, Seth MacFarlane buses in all these really attractive new bile girls. And so you just see David Spade going, I'll take that one, I'll take that one, I'll take two of those, I'll take one of those. 
And so I was at the party and I sidled up to him and I said, David, I am a funny person and you have never put me in any of your movies. And he said, well, I have a small but crucial part in my uh, movie Joe Dirt, but, um, you know, you'll have to give me a blowjob. And I was like, oh, oh, well, you know, I really would like to be in a major motion picture. And so I did. It was okay. It was fine. He, clo- he closed his eyes because I wasn't a model like he's used to, but, you know. So then at the end of the, um, end of the, then he handed me a contract, and it was like a very, very small part, very small part. I did it in one day. It looks like large because I'm a little bit in the beginning and I'm a little bit in the end. Isabella. Yes. Yes. Do you want to take back your money? You do can. Want, do you want to bet more? Do you want to bet more or less? Do you I'll, think? Sh- I'll bet more. More. How much more? Uh, I'll bet another twenty. Twenty. Great. Right. Push some okay. chips forward. All right. I like how you push those uh, chips forward. Yes. Isabella. Jennifer Tilly was not in 2001. Sadly. That was it. I did not. Give David Spade a blowjob for a So you have lost. Desperate. You have lost these yes. chips. But you know, you were in 2001's Dirt. Dirt. I was in a movie called Dirt. Yes, that all my friends were in, and I didn't pay, paid anything for it. But you were it, played the role of Hooker. Yes, I was. <laughs> I passed in. What can I say? Scene. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you still don't be sad. You still have 70 love it bucks. You still have 70 love it bucks okay. left. I'm going to get you one of those crooked T-shirts. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. How much do you bet that Jennifer Tilly starred in the feature film directorial debut of the Wachowski siblings three years before The Matrix came out? Mm-hmm. I will bet 20. 20? Jennifer, were you in the directorial debut of the Wachowski sisters? Well, yes, I absolutely was in the directorial debut of the Wachowski sisters. That's a, a Miss America thing where you repeat the question to buy yourself time. <laughs> It was, uh, should I say the name of the movie or no? Sure. The movie is very famous. So the movie is called Bound. I played a lesbian that was trying to rip off the mob. And in this movie, I disrobe almost entirely. No, no, I take off all my clothes. I take off all my clothes and I have mad lesbian sex with my co-star. And then in between um, scenes, we talked about the shoe sale at Barney's. It was mucho fun. (laughs) Bell, you want to increase? What do you think? That was pretty convincing. Saying. I'll put 20 more. 20 more? Hmm. I think Isabella needs a cocktail. <laughs> I would love a lemon Can drop. we bring her... No. Bring Isabella a glass of cheap white wine, please. Isabella needs a drink. Okay. Please. Quickly, because she's not going to be here much longer judging from the way she's No, what? Yeah. In Somebody, fact, in bring fact. her a drink. Okay. We don't really like to treat the audience members like guests. Oh, but, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you got it. Yay! Jennifer was in Bound with Gina Gershon. Yes, I was. A seminal film in the lesbian cinematic universe. It's a very cult film. I think it's streaming now on Netflix or some other fine streaming application. Mm. I was much younger then, but I was really, really naked. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. Mm -hmm. So now you're you're up. Okay. You're up, Isabella. You're up by something. All right. Isabella. Yes. How much do you bet that Jennifer Tilly played the supportive foster mom Annie Greenwood in Free Willy? None. Not betting anything. Wait a minute. I have the whole story. Okay. But I I mean, I was just, um, well, you know, I did a movie with uh, Michael Madsen, and this is a true story. Uh, Quentin Tarantino wanted him to play the character in Pulp Fiction. But he didn't want to because he was tired of playing bad guys. And so he took the dad in Free Willy instead, and he does not regret it. 
He says when he sees women, they are grabbing their kids and pulling them away from him because they're like, there's the guy that cut off that cop's ear and the kids are running towards him like, there's the dad and free Willie. He likes that kids like him. Yes. Do you want to change your bed, Isabel? Mm. I know all Michael Madsen's secrets. We did a movie called The Getaway. He told me lots of stuff. Lots and lots of stuff. And Man with a Gun. And Man with a Gun. I do. Oh, you know Which everything. Just turned 27 yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Man with a Gun turned 27? Yes. Oh, wow. Gosh. You're just a fan. That this movie is... should have died a terrible death. I can't believe it's 27 years old now. It was good. Yeah, well, thank it. you so much. Isabel, you're stalling. No, okay, no, I'm not going to change my bet. That was a very good thing. Yeah, no. I was actually not in Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> I have no desire to make little kids like me, no. <laughs> When I said, can Isabella have some more wine? I meant, can Jennifer Tilly have some can more wine? Can we fly in some more wine for Jennifer Tilly? The cup I, I knocked over. I knocked su- over her cup, too. Yes. Do you Come get on. sued if you feed the audience members wine? Like, can I throw wine into the audience? Or what? Is, that, is that a lawsuit waiting to happen? Think of this as like an invisible wall. And this is a zoo. And we don't like to feed them. All right. Because then they get accustomed to human food. <laughs> and then they don't eat what they're supposed to eat. They're not, okay. they're not scared. They're mm. not enough, they're supposed to be scared of us. All right, okay. Isabella. Yes. How much do you want to bet that Jennifer Tilly played two separate characters who dated Dr. Fraser Crane once in Cheers and then 15 years later again on Fraser? I will bet 40. Well, Isabella, I've had a long and storied career. Um, Fraser Crane, he has a cute forehead, as I said, in Cheers when I was hitting on him. That line always works, by the way, ladies. And then um, they loved me so much. They thought we had such amazing chemistry that they brought me back to be in the show called Fraser later on. And both times it was very sad because in the first um, Cheers, he was going to marry me, but then he realized how much he loved Shelley Long. And so, so he didn't marry me and I didn't become a regular on Cheers. And then many, 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 many years later when I was on Fraser, he thought I was just delightful, which I am, but he was in love with some Oscar-nominated actress. I don't remember her name. She had red hair. And um, so he was going to have a very happy and exciting fling with me. And then he thought about how much he loved this other actress who was Oscar-nominated. And um, then he did not have a fling with me. Uh, yeah, so that's a sad saga of my two appearances on Frasier Crane shows. What do you think, Isabella? I, I'm going to keep my bet. Okay, well, guess what? Those were true. Those were real. Those are true stories. Yes. You're, oh, I'm you're, getting you're so up. depressed thinking about my career. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Can you bring up some things that are, like, maybe a little more cheerful? I think this is a cheerful one. Yes. How much do you bet? By the way, that movie, The Getaway, yes. I saw that movie. It scarred the fuck out of me. It is a dark tale. I was so naked in that movie. <laughs> I think that was my first, na- no, it was my second naked part, but they said the nakedivity is non-negotiable. So my very, very first day on the set, I think they thought, we'll get it out of the way before, you know, just see if she has any cellulite. If she does, we'll fire her, we'll bring in somebody else. So my very first day, they introduced me to Michael, and they got Michael Madsen, and they say, here's Michael, and now you guys are going to do the sex scene. And I was like, oh, great, okay. And, you know, he's a really big guy, so I thought he would lay on top of me and sort of drip over the sides and cover up all my its and bits. And he goes, honey, Rudy likes it. This is his character. Rudy likes it, but he doesn't like it that bad that he's going to do one-arm push-ups, because... 
One of his arms was in a sling. So I had to be on top, which is very, very, very graphic. And then um, my husband in the show, he hears a noise like, ah, and he thinks that I'm being hurt. So he's tied to a chair. He hops his chair to the door. He looks through the door. And then he sees me, you know, having a really good time with Michael Madsen. So I, when I saw it, I was thinking, like, can my dad see this? And um, <laughs> because the guy in the chair was really, really, really far away. So it was almost like artistic nudity. And then when I saw it in the theater with my dad, I guess, you know, those people that fill out the little forms and they say, what do you want to see more? And they were like, we want to see more Jennifer Tilly nudity. So all of a sudden the image had jumped and it's not like we were way across the room. It's like we were as close as Isabel is to me. And so it was traumatic to say the least. And then I heard in the, the thing that you buy, which has the extras and put extra scenes, like they scraped up all the naked scenes of me and Michael that were on the cutting room floor and then threw them in there, you know. In the d- as a on the DVD? Point. On the DVD, yeah, there's extra scenes, I hear. Mm. Yes, I was a young starlet in Hollywood, and <laughs> that's how they treated me. Unrelatedly, let's do one more question. Yes, please. <laughs> how much do you bet, Isabella? That bet, Jen- it all, bet it all. That Jennifer Tilly was. What does the- Isabella win if she gets this right? A sweatshirt. Okay, she seems to be very familiar with my. Oof. Oof. So, <laughs> word of the day. How oh, much? she gets that. Okay. Oh, it's a merch bag. Brian, right. producer Brian has a merch oh, bag. Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, inside of a mm-hmm. leftover 2019 VIP duffel. How much do you bet Jennifer Tilly was in Perfect Opposites with Piper Parabu of Coyote Ugly fame? I'll bet another 40. 40? Yes. Perfect Opposites. Yes, I remember that movie well. I was the wacky, wacky best friend. There was a scene where Piper Parabo was sad about love, and she we ate um, two little containers of Haagen-Dazs together. Not at all a cliche. Everybody knows when people are sad about their love life, they eat Haagen-Dazs with their best friends. And there was a guy in the movie... And he played my husband, and he was on a radio show. His name was, I forget, Artie, Artie, Artie. He was on a radio show, and he claims that I took some chewed-up hamburger out of his mouth to show how close we were and eat it out of his mouth. And I was like, okay, that I have to get on Howard Stern and correct that, because that did not happen. Me being the wonderful improvisatory actress I am, he was my husband. He's kind of a lumpy guy. I was trying to say, you know, we like each other. We banter. You know, we're, we're so comfortable that I can take a bite of his hamburger. So there was a scene where he's grilling a hamburger on the grill, and I come out all cute in my little all-American outfit, and I say, hey, honey, the guests are almost here, and he had his hamburger like that, and I took a bite out of his hamburger and walked away. It was really cute. It really sold that we were in a relationship. But I guess Artie was upset because he wanted to eat that whole hamburger himself. So over the years, that story transmogrified into I went to French Kiss and somehow scooped up, chewed up hamburger off his tongue and swallowed it, thus depriving him of much-needed sustenance. So... Anyway, that's my my one memory of that show. Well, Isabel, the floor is yours. Yes, Isabel. I'm, I'm going to keep my bet. Jennifer was in it. <laughs> uh, perfect I was us. in it. That was right. I tried to forget, but I remember when I rapped, they gave me a tequila. And I didn't even ask for it. They're like, Jennifer's done. Can someone bring her a tequila? And that was in lieu of a paycheck, so... <laughs> 
I could, honestly, I really could just sit here and listen for the rest of perhaps my life. Okay. These are so enjoyable, but we can't. Isabel, you've won the game. Isabel, you've been amazing. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jennifer. You can see Chucky, which is now on yes, Peacock. On Peacock, streaming on Everybody Peacock. Everybody check it out. When we check come back, we go, to the, we go to the bots again. Thank you so much. That was so great. And we're back. Wow, that left me with a lot of questions. Luckily, we have the chatbot to provide the answers. Producer Malcolm, please fire up the chatbot. Next up, we have an excerpt from the Gettysburg Address, but if Lincoln kept getting distracted by a hot babe in the crowd. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth in this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. But excuse me, who is that hot babe in the front row? Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. We are now engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. But seriously, can you believe the rack on that chick? I mean, wow. All right, back to the speech. It is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought have thus far so nobly advanced. But seriously, can you give me your number after this? Thanks. Oh, man. (laughs) They're going to kill us. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help. You don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com. Enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, paid for by Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Did you know that women make up 56% of law students? That's grounds for bragging rights at the dinner table for your conservative uncle who still thinks women belong in the kitchen. It's clear that the future of the legal field is female. So why are so many legal podcasts and reviews authored by men? Hi, I'm Leah Littman. I'm Kate Shaw. And with Melissa Murray, we are the hosts of Strict Scrutiny. Each week, we break down the latest headlines and biggest legal questions facing our country through the lens of diverse voices to give you expert views you won't hear anywhere else. Strict Scrutiny is your guide to the Supreme Court. New episodes drop every Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts. Reclaim your time now that you can listen to four weekly ads-free episodes across Pod Save America and Pod Save the World. There's never been a better time to join Cricket's Friend of the Pod subscription community. The marketing people say that listening ads-free saves you up to two hours of ad listening each month. Imagine the possibilities. You know what you can do with two extra hours a week? You can listen, listen to, two, to more podcasts. Exactly. Ah, two more episodes. That's yeah. two more episodes. Yeah. Get more stuff in your brain. Yeah. Get more stuff in that more brain. More stuff and content in there like, yeah, uh, like you're a foie gras goose. <laughs> Become a member today. Go to crooked.com slash friends now to learn more. And we're back. 
Good Morning America decided to close out 2022 with a bang, specifically the banging of their anchors. In an incredible twist, however, the internet absolutely loved their chemistry, or as Vox put it in their headline, the Good Morning America anchors have made cheating scandals fun again. This is a fascinating moment to me, and at least 99% of Twitter here to discuss it. Please welcome back Danielle, and welcome to the stage, Curtis Cook. Hi, Curtis. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, Curtis, Danielle, are you both familiar with America's favorite cheaters, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes? Yes, I have seen the snaps and the video. I don't know anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Let's play a clip that we think uh, speaks to uh, why people might be okay with this. You're the pacer, then maybe the pacey? Yes, yeah, you're the pacey. Okay, so yeah. But we're going to both be finishers, and that's what counts. (laughs) You are one cheesy answer. <laughs> She's clearly finishing. Yes. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> they have chemistry. Curtis, is that what chemistry is? Uh, well, you know, as someone born of an interracial relationship, I think it's a sin. And <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay, I did not. All right, that's a direction. Uh, Say more about that. That's interesting because oh, it made you possible on some level. <laughs> And yet, a sin. Well, my parents were committed to each other. Uh, what's the deal here? They're not married? They were They're married. not married. They're, They're married just to colleagues. other people. They are married they to other people. They work together. Oh. They work together every, every morning. But people think it's cute to lie to someone that you've made dedicated commitments to and love? <laughs> well, actually, I think that it's, people think it's cute if the people cheating are hot. Oh! And everyone's finishing. <laughs> I think that's very important. That, is, that does add a nice touch to it. <laughs> Danielle, uh, Curtis's moralizing aside, uh, do you appreciate that? The, the, I don't. It's interesting, uh, right? Because they were the Try Guys. Uh, yeah, the and, Try Guys, and that was very. It was like they all came out and they were like, "We firmly are against." He is no longer a Try Guy. We had a gay Asian Try Guy just an all black morning. The loss of that friendship burned it to the ground. <laughs> And they are hosting, they hosted on Friday. Literally, the news broke, like, I think on, like, Wednesday or Thursday. And they were hosting on Friday, like, ooh, ready for the weekend. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) bitch, I bet you are. (laughs) But then they got, they did get suspended. Oh, no, she's back. And he's still not there? And he's still not there. That's what I heard. That's what I read on Twitter. I like how I say that's what I heard, but I read it on Twitter. Uh. (laughs) We're on the street. Well, what's funny, too, is that after it broke, they did, and then the ABC decided to suspend them because they called it a distraction. It's like, they're not in traffic control with the FAA. Like, they're hosting a morning show. This is interesting. Yeah, this Leave is the most there. I've cared what? about Good Morning America since, like, Kathy and Hoda were hosting it together. <laughs> Weren't they hosting Good Morning? <laughs> no, that was today. Weren't they, that like, was the wine four- drunk? That was, it was the same today. That was today. They were oh over on today, but same deal. That, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. It's like, I don't know what morning shows are. Like, I never watch them. I'll watch for this. So it seems though ABC is not sure what to do. Meanwhile, the Try Guys erased the Try Guy who had an affair. Like it was footage from the Twin Towers in the opening credits of a TV show. Oh. They had their editor working overtime to like, they had pre-film videos and they just like cut around him. See, I don't know any of this. I just go home and have sex with only my wife and then (laughs) things are fine for me. (sighs) Did the Try Guy guy also interracially cheat? I don't know the answer to that. And it's a weird thing you keep dwelling on. Uh, (laughs) It's worse if she's white somehow. (laughs) This brings us to a little game we're going to call Which Affairs Are We Cool With? There are no wrong answers. Danielle and Curtis, let us begin. Uh, Marilyn Monroe and JFK allegedly. 
Some things to keep in mind, her happy birthday, Mr. President performance, the fact that Marilyn also allegedly had an affair with JFK's brother, RFK. What do you think? Are we cool with this or not? Well, you know, he killed her. So (laughs) not cool with that. Not cool with that. Curtis, are you cool with the fact that JFK kills Marilyn Monroe? (laughs) Wow. This is, thank you so much for asking. (laughs) This is always what I've wanted to answer on a public forum. (laughs) I would say hard no on the killing. (laughs) Probably also hard no on the affair. Okay. Oh, I lost people. People. Yeah, people. I'm telling you. That's what an infidelitous audience. The only moral standard is hotness. That's yeah, the only thing. He's not that hot on the real. Let's be real. No, but this he's is not like that hot. 19, but like 1960 hot. Yeah. Have you heard him speak? Wait, I don't think. No. <laughs> uh, he's nasty looking. <laughs> And frankly, he gets too much credit for what Lyndon B. Johnson did. And That's I a think good it's point. disgusting. And not enough people say it. This is my moral standpoint. <laughs> I agree. Also, also, he secretly had a lot of medical problems that were being treated with meth, which I learned when I got drunk and pretended to know history for drunk history, and it's all I know about JFK. <laughs> he, <laughs> disinvited, I out. he disinvited Sammy Davis Jr. from the White House because he wasn't cool with like Sammy Davis Jr.'s interracial relationship. Yeah. There's gasps like you weren't expecting that from John F. Kennedy. (laughs) And I'm confused. You know what? (laughs) The photos in black and white, they were racist. I don't know. And with that, you know what? We don't approve, all right? We are Camelot people. Next up, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, also in black and white, so... Oh, but she she inspired uh, Samantha to convert to Judaism and Sex in the City. Is that her? No, that's Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes, she named her dog Elizabeth Taylor, which touching. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor was cheating on her husband Eddie Fisher, who she had met and had an affair with while he was married to Debbie Reynolds, who was at the time Elizabeth Taylor's best friend. Also, Richard Burton was married. Debbie Reynolds, the mother of Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, because it's messy as fuck. (laughs) Richard Burton was also married at the time. (laughs) Elizabeth Taylor said in her memoir that she fell for Richard Burton on their first day of shooting Cleopatra in 1962, writing that she wanted to hug him when he blew a line due to being extremely hungover and shaking. (laughs) That was her type, okay? That was her type. You don't get married seven times if your type isn't somebody with bloodshot eyes shaking from having drunk too much the night before. That is your type. You are going to get married seven times. Also, her and Richard Burton got divorced and then got married again. Yes. They did get married twice. Yes. So maybe they were true love. And they, like, made Puerto Vallarta. In Mexico, they would go well, there. Which and is where there. the gays went when they were trying to pretend they weren't doing anti-COVID stuff. And then a bunch of people from L.A. got caught in pictures at Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. And a boat capsized. And a boat full of gay people capsized because <laughs> God was like, no, thank you. <laughs> so what do you think? Curtis, are you okay with it or not? Just shout out to my wife, Brandon, and say I think it's probably bad to break your vows. <laughs> Next, What do you wow. think, unmarried person? <laughs> Next up, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. They met on the set of To Have and Had Not in 1943. Lauren Bacall was 19 and Humphrey Bogart was 44. This is, no, I say no. This is consistently a picture Dear John, of... John, don't you think 19's too young? Mm-mm. It's always the ugliest man you've ever seen. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart. And a woman with no options. <laughs> like, totally. Humphrey, Bo- like, Humphrey Bogart to me is a classic, like... 
the male movie stars could look like fucking anyone. <laughs> they could be anyone in that era, just like a man. Like just, you yeah. can see the powder line on his face, like he's a corpse. <laughs> Wow, is that a hot take? That Humphrey Bogart? We're not okay not with that it. Hot? Oh, this crowd is oh. it's up in the air about cheating, but against ageism. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Antony and Cleopatra, it didn't end well, but what a ride. Their joint forces were defeated by Octavius at the Battle of Actium. So their relationship wasn't actually politically productive, but then again, whose is? I support interracial relationships. Okay, well, I've been wrong before, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> May have died by asp. What's asp? A, what's is asp? It's a snake that I only know because it's the asp that killed Cleopatra. Oh. It's always a clue in the crossword. Oh. Asp. Is that what Aspen's named after? That's named after Aspen. Okay, I'm going to think about that. I've never done a crossword crowd before. <laughs> what? Uh, do we, are we approving or disapproving of this affair? The audience is for it. Oh. They're so old, there's only drawings of them. <laughs> and you think that's hot? <laughs> this feels like a long con for cartoon porn. <laughs> and I'm against it. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Egypt. <laughs> Next up. All right. This is a tough one. No, before this one. No, 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 no. We're not doing this one yet. Fine, we'll do this one first. Are these Doctor Who's? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. These are not. <laughs> these are not Doctors Who. These are Prince Charles and Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, are these, are these Doctor Who's? No, they are close. Here's the thing. Obviously, caused a lot of problems, but they're still together, which is unbelievable. Oh. Maybe yeah, true love? Because someone's mom had to die. Prince Harry and Prince William's mom had to die. Well, that's not on them. They were they were It is? They were fucking before Princess Diana throughout the marriage. And now guess who's dead? <laughs> guess who's dead? Curtis question. Yeah. Here's the ethical question for you as someone who will give no quarter to any kind of extramarital affairs and that is on the record for the entirety of this segment and it's we all know that. And if I ever go against my vows you can hold me accountable. And we will. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Obviously, this is definitely tragedy adjacent, but hard to blame Camilla for the whole thing. Listen, I would really love a little background on what's going on. <laughs> so that's the old guy from the pictures recently. Yep, that's and, the king. And who's this? That's his wife. He Royalty? was married to Diana? Yes, yes, that is Prince Harry and Prince William's dad. I know. Thank God. Thank he God, Harry. You on Diana with her? You bet. Yes, I know. That's true love. That's fucked up. I don't like love. that very no. much. But she had already been married, so she couldn't be queen because she was divorced. Diana seemed cool. She well, was. Yeah. She walked through that landmine thing. Sure. That's the extent of my knowledge of her. She has you know a beanie what? baby named after her. I mean, that's very important. A, which kind of beanie baby? It's um, the Diana beanie baby. It's purple and it has a white rose on it. Is it animal it's a shaped? Bear. Oh, it's a bear? Yeah. Cute. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We're never going to approve it. We have long memories. <laughs> Final question uh, Two married teachers at your school. That's it. That's all you know. They're two married teachers school. They have incredible chemistry. The drama in the teacher's lounge is absolutely unquenchable. What subjects do they teach? Uh, she teaches math. He is, unfortunately, it's health and football coach. Mm. Sucks. 
Weird crowd. <laughs> Football coach, worse than infidelity. <laughs> you know, I support women in STEM, so I say yes. I refuse to be educated by people who don't believe in the vows they took before oh my the law. She is like Rick Santorum joined the chat. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danielle and Curtis. Curtis uh, wrote for the very, very funny This Fool on Hulu, which you should check out. When we come back, one more chat with our chat robot. We're back. Such human quandaries. We can't answer all these questions ourselves. So, producer Malcolm, let's ask the chatbot the following. Our final question. Imagine that there is some kind of apocalypse and future human beings decide that the main cause was smartphones. And so these post-apocalyptic humans bury all the smartphones, but also want to leave a message that will last thousands of years for future humans about their dangers but they can't be sure how much those future humans will understand about technology. Can you write a simple warning to be placed on an obelisk to describe the danger of smartphones to future humans? Here we go. Oh, this is well, oh my God. Oh my. To the future humans of this world, we beg you to heed this warning unfurled. Oh, it's rhyming again by mis- just because it learned to rhyme. Once we too were like you, with technology at our beck and call, but we became enslaved to our screens and ignored the world around our beams. We worshipped at the altar of convenience, but it led us to our own destruction and decadence. So we bury these devices deep in the ground in hopes that you will never be so easily bound. Do not let yourselves be consumed by the false promises of these machines. Remember to live and love and to value the world around you. Beware the dangers of smartphones and do not let them rule your life. Pretty good. This chatbot has a live journal? Wait. (laughs) What? <laughs> so in the future, smartphones destroyed society. Yeah, society is starting over entirely. Uh-huh. This is the only thing they have left of our society. Is a message we and left we for use them. the word smartphone. Well, we, we, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I also thought it was beautiful. I meant. <laughs> when we come back, the rant wheel. All right. Before we do the rant wheel, Crooked Coffee is having a flash sale. Happening this weekend only. Use the code SAVE25 at checkout to get 25% off three exclusive holiday boxes. Each box includes two bags of coffee plus a fun activity. Order this weekend to get it by the 24th, so just in time for Christmas or just in time for one last gift for Hanukkah. Thank you for adding that. Head to crooked.com slash coffee. Now it's time for the rant wheel. You know how it works. The wheel spins, we wind, we rinse, we repeat. On the wheel this week, virtue signaling, Spotify wrapped, Christmas family drama, Ozempic, knives out, everybody being into charcuterie, bros, and Swifties suing Ticketmaster. Gosh. Let's spin the wheel. It has... Landed on Spotify Wrapped was suggested by Curtis. Oh, let me tell you a thing or two (laughs) about an opinion I had because I was asked to have one. (laughs) 
I'm tired of your Spotify rap, you pieces of shit. <laughs> you spend all fucking year going on Twitter saying, look at me, I'm a socialist. And then you brag about spending $12.99 on a product that doesn't pay artists the right amount of money as if somehow Google searching other options is beyond your scope. And then every time a black person gets killed, you chant, no justice, no peace. When you can't even go to Apple Music, you motherfuckers. Every person applauding has Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Spotify for supporting Love It or Leave It. <laughs> shout out Spotify, shout out Tesla. <laughs> oh, and another thing. <laughs> Thank you, Curtis. <laughs> That's great. All right, let's spin it again. Ooh, it has landed on virtue signaling suggested by Jennifer. Oh, that's me. Okay, you guys, I was just um, recently, Kirstie Alley passed away, wonderful comedian, and I was reading all the celebrity tributes, and I got so mad because everybody said, oh, although I didn't agree with her opinion, she had a good heart, or I don't agree with her political stance, but hey, she was funny at comedy. Just say something nice. It's not like if you say, oh, I enjoyed being on Cheers with her, the people are going to think you voted for Trump like it's catching. Just say something nice. That's like if a friend of mine died and I said, oh, well, when they were nine, they shoplifted something, and although I don't condone lawlessness, well, they were nice to children and small animals, so it's not like uh, Twitter is the last bastion of responsible journalism. You don't have to give a balanced picture of the person. Just say something nice, they're gone. I agree. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't want to be controversial because I know every time you say Trump, you get canceled, and so I was trying to do my rant without saying the word Trump. But I said it, didn't I, Dan? And it's fine. Okay, my publicist left, and now it's like I'm all out of control. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not canceled. All right. Kirstie Alley, uh, in a film called Look Who's Talking, which uh, was advertised as if it were for children, it wasn't. And I learned everything from that movie. That movie was shown to me because it has a talking fucking baby. You think it's a movie for kids? No. Not at all. No. There are so many things you find out about from that film. Too young. Let's spin it again. It has landed on Knives Out. This is my rant. My rant is about Netflix releasing the Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, in theaters for only one week. What the fuck is wrong with you, Netflix? We don't have that many nice things in this world these days. You know what everyone fucking loves? Knives the fuck out. They love it. And the thinking was from Netflix, we're going to release it for a week and tease it and then make a lot of folks who don't subscribe to Netflix subscribe to Netflix through the word of mouth to watch on Netflix December 23rd. Let me tell you a secret, Netflix. Everyone who's going to be on Netflix is already fucking on there. There's no one left to get. There's no one left to get. Put the movie in the theater. I want to I wanna go to the movies. Anyway, how much more time do I have? You're good. Whenever you want That's to. That's all. Thanks. 
Bravo. There's no one left to get Netflix. Let's spin it again. It has landed on Bros, which I believe was suggested by Zach. And I'm going to get canceled now. Okay, yeah. here we go. Okay, so Bros, the movie released earlier this year starring Billy Eichner, was bad. And we all just have to agree about that. Thank you. Someone, yes, you ally. Thank you. It was bad, and I'm tired of everyone telling me because I'm gay and I have the right to get married and I have all these other equal rights that I should equally fake like this movie. That is not good. And I also am mad that like we've erased all the other history of queer films that were amazing before this. This was not the first gay movie to ever come out and actually was not even that successful at all. And I like Brokeback Mountain, and I'm not going to be shamed for liking Brokeback Mountain. And I know that gay people die in movies a lot, and that's a trope. That's an old trope. But it's also sometimes a good trope because it makes me feel things. And I really like spoiler alert, and I'm not ashamed to say that with Jim Parsons, even though it doesn't make sense that he's dating Ben Aldridge. Oh, you get so Wow. But Bros wasn't good. And we all have to agree about that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, sorry, we don't I was... have to like things because they're politically correct, y'all. Guys, uh, I hope everybody likes Zach Grant. I'm sorry, I was in the bathroom. I, I'm sure it was lovely. Let's spin whatever it was. I'm sure it was uh, appreciated by those who appreciated it. Let's spin it again. <laughs> it is landed on. Swifties suing Ticketmaster. Okay, so like right now, Swifties are suing Ticketmaster and like they might actually break up a monopoly and like, wow, didn't think you'd get that from a bunch of tweens and Gen Z adjacent (laughs) (laughs) women who love all of her different eras. Ooh, look what you made us do. You thought you were going to hijack all of our day and not sell us tickets and then expect there not to be a consequence? You thought we were just going to shake it off? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, dear Ticketmaster, (laughs) watch out. Let's spin it again. doing it again okay <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> it has landed on Ozempic how many people here know what Ozempic is oh wait is- what is so okay mm-hmm. Ozempic is a drug uh, it is a diabetes drug it is also it yes. is also a drug that has been discovered to be uh, so it's an injection that you get and I don't know exactly how it works. I'm not a doctor. But it does something with insulin and blood sugar in such a way that it is helpful for people who are obese to lose a lot of weight. But here's the thing. Over the last year or two, since it was approved, more and more people in Los Angeles who are not overweight but just want to lose whatever amount to be rail skinny are secretly getting prescribed this diabetes medicine and injecting themselves. And then they are doing interviews, which you can all go and read, where someone in the interview asks them, I've noticed you've lost all this weight. And they say, oh, I've changed up my regime. I've just been more disciplined and I've taken up eating probiotics and this and that and the other thing. No, they are injecting themselves with a diabetes medicine that for a few days causes you to be nauseous and thereafter causes you to be so tired you don't want to go out to dinner. 
and then makes you and then forever basically helps you lose and keep the weight off but you have to keep taking it forever and my doctor wouldn't give me it <laughs> well maybe try going to the Met Gala and then they might give it wow. to you that was perfect that was really perfect and it fucking sucks and and this, so it's like now I got to go do telemedicine and lie about my weight and height to a doctor on the internet to get prescribed Ozempic and deal with the kind of guilty feeling when you find out that people with actual diabetes and serious medical issues can no longer get it because it's being sucked out of into Hancock Park. <laughs> like it's the early days of the vaccine and every fancy person in L.A. was online with their agent outside of like a clinic far from L.A. pretending not to notice that they're there with Ashton Kutcher trying to sneakily get the vaccine early. Too specific? Ooh. We're both getting canceled today. I love that. The, po- the point is... I loved the film Bros. And a lot of people think it's cute and trendy to turn on a gay film. And that's not going to be me. All right? To my credit, it took how many months to do that? Three months. I'm that's proud good. of you. I'm proud of you for speaking Thank your you. truth. Thank you. And just, I love Beyonce and Bros. And, and here's the... <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Here's the thing about Ozempic, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, which is... No one knows the long-term health effects of injecting yourself with a diabetes medicine if you are already skinny to try to lose that last few pounds. And there are rumors beginning to circulate about something called droopy face because their face gets too skinny. And I got to tell you, a little part of me is like, I hope that turns out to be true. Then I won't feel so bad about not getting Ozempic. What? They'll just put botulism in their face, which they already do. You get fillers. Are you talking about Botox? I can't believe people do that. (laughs) (laughs) They'll survive. Now I'm going to be looking for droopy face (laughs) in all my favorite celebrities. Everyone just keep your heads on a swivel, okay? Because when you see these interviews now about people that have suddenly lost 10, 20, 30 pounds out of the blue, and they're claiming it's because they've done X, Y, and Z... Ask yourselves, does this look like the kind of person who asks their concierge doctor for a diabetes shot once a week? If the answer in your mind is yes, trust that instinct. All right? And that's the rant wheel. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. Because we all need it this week, here it is, the high note. Hi, Lena. This is Shelby from Orlando. I'm calling with my high note that my daughter is turning one this week. We tried for um, a long time to get pregnant at a really difficult time. I was in a pretty bad place depression-wise because of all of it, but I listened to the show on Saturdays, and it really was just such a bright spot every week in, you know, what was so stressful and so sad and so overwhelming, um, and I just really appreciate everything that you guys do at Crooked, and it's always been a light for me for these last several years. So thank you so much for all that you do and for anybody else struggling with fertility issues. Um, you are not alone, and uh, thanks so much. Bye. Hi, love it. This is Emily from San Francisco, and my high note for this week is the rest of my VSA mod squad. You could not find a better, more amazing, more competent group of women and men to work beside on this election. I just had an absolute blast being with them every single week and being on the ground with them. And this election was such a big deal and everyone worked so, so hard on it. So VSA Mod Squad, you guys did an amazing job. I cannot wait to work with you again in the next cycle. 
Thank you, love it, for everything you do, for all the smiles, for all the laughs. We love you. Bye. Hey, John. This is Dan from Salt Lake City. My high note is related to heartbreaking news that we received in early 2022 that our sweet three-year-old son was diagnosed with brain cancer. After months of surgeries, radiation, and chemo, he recovered and is back to being an energetic silly kid. I appreciate the Love It or Leave It and PSA podcast for using horrible news with humor at a time when I could barely tolerate reading headlines. And thanks for making me laugh when I needed it the most. Would love it if you guys could bring the show out to Salt Lake and throw some red meat to this blue island and sea red. Thanks for everything. This is Werner Herzog, and I have two high notes this week. Both of these people have taken up the futile struggle against the overwhelming indifference and overwhelming hostility of the universe. The first is John Lovett, and the second is Lauren, a teacher in the Iowa City Public Schools. Allow me to introduce you to Lauren. Last month, she directed nearly a 100 students in a production of Peter and the Star Catcher. She convinced her student, Oliver, that it was worth it to pass his classes such that she overheard him persuading his peer, Zion, to pass his classes too. And she constructed a hauntingly lifelike yellowfin tuna lantern out of willow withies and papier-mâché for an upcoming solstice joy march. On the 13th of this month, she celebrates the anniversary of her birth. There is no better time to contemplate our infinite fragility and proximity to death. Lauren, you inspire me. My gratitude also to Haley DeRoche of Sad Beige for inspiring a new generation to perpetually contemplate mortality. Cheers! Thanks to everybody who sent in a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you so much to Daniel Perez, Zach Stafford, Sam Sanders, Jennifer Tilly, and Curtis Cook. I don't want to think about the general election yet, so there are eight days until Hanukkah. Have a great weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Pullaby Gunalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin and Stephen Colon are our audio engineers. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Narmal Konian, Zuri Irvin, and Milo Kim Mia Kelman and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash C slash Crooked Media.